Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. On this episode, Elizabeth Hill, CEO of Greenheart Living, is our special guest host. Today, she sits down with Mary Carangelo, fashion therapist and contributing author on Be the Beacon. So happy to be talking with you today. Um, It's been a pleasure to work with you um, during the course of pulling together the Be the Beacon book. Um, I love your chapter that's called Confidence and Beauty, just absolutely divinely written chapter. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you could tell us a little bit about the work that you are, who you, the work that you do, the, who you are in the world. Just share a little bit about yourself with us. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Elizabeth. I was looking forward to it all week. Um, so I identify myself as a fashion therapist. Um, my background is in social work and in teaching. Um, and for the past 12 years, I have been working for a company based out in California called Cabby. And it's a multi-level marketing group. And within that context, I've been selling clothes to women for 12 years. And in those relationships, what I learned is that I really wasn't selling clothes. I was selling confidence. And women would stand before me um, and just talk about their body shape and their self-esteem and how they struggled and they frustrated with finding clothes that really helped them feel beautiful. And so within um, these 12 years, I had some, you know, some great aha moments and some very transformative, um, transformational, excuse me, um, sessions, styling sessions with women. And so I took all of that information and I put it in my chapter, which I'm so glad that you enjoyed. Yeah. And I love that you talk about doing that it's therapeutic with mm-hmm. people, right? Um, and I love that your background is this in social work. So you're bringing this. Um, I can relate as writing is always therapeutic, right? In its nature, um, it, it can be. And I love that you bring this to people, um, this transformation. And it's funny that you said, it almost said, sounded like you said formidable or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> what comes up with people? Does it feel formidable sometimes? Sometimes women, it is very formidable for, for them to actually step into my I have a boutique in my basement and I kind of take them on a journey and I like to say I get into their hearts before I get into their closets because I need to find out how they're feeling inside and what makes them feel beautiful before I start working with them Um, and I've had many women cry when they've been with me because of joy because I've actually found that aha moment where they looked gorgeous in their outfits and other times you know, I, it, it kind of took them to a place of sadness that we had to sort of walk through before I could continue with them. Yeah, and it's wonderful that you have this background that you can be present with whatever it comes up, whatever it brings up with people. I see Jess here with us, and I'd love to um, also have Jess Prey introduce herself um, since she's here with us live. And I saw a little hand wave also, so I'm wondering what what that was. <laughs> What's about? Hi, Liz. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jeff. Um, I was raising my hand as Mary was talking about being uh, with people that cry in her studio. <laughs> because oh. I cry almost every time I talk to Mary. She just like makes me feel so comfortable um, 
being real and being present with my emotions. So, and I love working with you, Jess. It's always so much fun. Not that I want to make you cry every time we're together. <laughs> but I get that, right? It sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it's you're creating a space where someone can actually express themselves and be themselves, right? So that's that's really um, a beautiful thing. Um, I know I, when I talk about when I do coaching sessions with people, I'm like, okay, so we laugh and cry every time. So what's that about? Right. So I think you, people get that same experience with you, Mary. Um, I'd love to hear. So the, the topic that we had is around embracing your ugly. What do you mean with that? Can you share about that? Don't you just love that? Embracing your ugly. I mean, it's just awesome. Um, so I've actually categorized three groupings of dress that you will find in your closet on any given day. Um, and one of the categories are groupings is called embracing your ugly. It's like days like today, if you happen to be in Connecticut where it's pouring rain outside and it's damp and it's dark and all you want to do is literally take the, the blankets on your bed, just cover up your head and not even like peek out from underneath there. You just want to stay in your pajamas. You want to maybe sit on the couch in your snuggles and just watch Netflix all day. I call that embracing your ugly. That's being your true, authentic self. You don't have to show up for anyone. You can just you can just be. So that's what I like to call embracing your ugly. And then the second level of dress is more of that casual athleisure wear dress where you wake up in the morning put your athletic clothes on with the intent of working out and today you're going to do it you're going to get to that gym and then your day is propelled forward by all the tasks and all the things that you need to do for yourself and for your family and before you know it the day is over you have an exercise so you change up out of your athleisure wear back into your pajamas and you know tomorrow's another day so maybe you can try to get that exercise in then and then the last level of dress is what I like to call, um, you know, just showing up, up-leveling yourself and being the best version of who you are. And those clothes in your um, closet are kind of those pieces that you pull out to really boost your confidence. So you, you're like presenting in front of people and you need to show up that best version. And so those in, in my brain, those are the three categories. You might have different categories in your closet, but that's what I find mostly in, in the closets of the women that I serve. And I'm curious what, um, what experience people have after they've gone through this. Um, I know you have processes of helping people clear that, you know, go through their wardrobe and what they have in it, make sure it reflects them and all of that. What happens on the other side of that? What's the experience for women, either professionally or personally? What what happens for folks once they have gone through this sort of thing with you? It's almost like a giant exhale. It's like, oh my God, I never knew that my closet could be like this or feel like this. I never knew that I could start my day without stressing about what I'm going to put on my body. I never knew that I could walk into my closet no matter what I chose, it was going to work for me and it was going to make me feel amazing. So they just release all of those pieces in their closet that no longer serve them that for whatever reason, whether they had gained weight or lost weight, whether they changed careers, whatever the, the story is that is being held in that space, we get rid of it and we make it a happy story, one with a good ending. 
And I know I just went through a move, right? So I, cha- I, I had to decide, I got to decide, not had to, I got to decide what clothes I was bringing over to the new place. And mm-hmm. I, I got to benefit from reading your chapter and learn say, to really think, okay, are these things that reflect me? Are they things I feel comfortable in that I feel like my best self? And I, I can't tell you how much this has helped me personally to actually have the things that I actually enjoy wearing in my closet and have it to be organized and flow, right? So um, it does, it's funny because it changes. It's not an extra like side thing. This is every morning where you're, it, it impacts us. So it's it's something just as critical as the, you know, the food that we're eating, right? The work that we do, it, mm-hmm. it really tra- transforms um, has a power to transform our lives um, in many different ways. It's so cool that you bring this to people. Yeah. It is really cool. And I think we all have a choice as far as how we want to begin our day um, mm-hmm. and be very intentional with that morning ritual. And par- and we have to go into our closet and get dressed every day. I mean, there's we, we just can't get around that. Um, so you might as well make that um, an experience that fills you instead of depletes you. And then you have to go back in the closet again at night, you know, when you're getting undressed and putting your pajamas on. Um, so I, I tell the story in the book and how um, I had, my mom had passed two years ago and I had the dress that I wore to her funeral in my closet. And I would see it and either consciously or subconsciously, it always make me think of the day of her funeral service. I'm like, why is this dress in my closet? I'm like, I need to get this out of here. There's no reason that it needs to be in there. It does not have my permission to be in that sacred space. So mm-hmm. I took it out and now it's, you know, it's a way packed. Hopefully I'll never have to use it in, for a funeral in the near future, but it, it's in another closet in my home. And I did the same thing with my pants. I mean, I, as all of us, well, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I've gained a little bit of weight during COVID, not a ton, but I mean, I've went up a size in jeans and I would go into my closet and I would put that same size jean on hoping that, that it would grow while I slept overnight and hoping that it would fit. And guess what? It didn't fit. And so I went and bought all the size larger and put those in my closet and I'm like, wow, this is just awesome because now every time, no matter what pair of pants I put on, they fit me. So that was my, would be my best advice to anyone who's listening to this um, podcast is to literally get all the clothes out of your closet that no longer fit you because it just depletes your energy and it makes you feel bad about yourself. I love this idea of you talking about being a sacred space also, and that certain things don't have permission to be there. It's funny how we have, it's almost like we have a loyalty to certain items or clothes that we just don't need to. It, it can zap our energy. Um, to So I love that. That's really cool to think of the sacred space that we're creating in our homes for ourselves to begin and end our day, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, um, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you. Go I was just thinking like sometimes women, when I'm helping a woman um, purge her closet and it's called a closet audit where I'm kind of, kind of like what not to wear. Like I literally take out all the clothes out of your closet. I put them on empty racks and I stand in front of you and I hold them up and mm-hmm. you have to viscerally respond like, am I going to keep this or are you going to purge this? And it can't be about how much you spent on that item. Oh. So much we hold 
onto things because we think of them as valuable to us because of the amount of money that we spend on them. But it's not serving us energetically. It is not serving us in helping us grow internally. But we won't let it go because we paid, you know, $250 for this dress and we wore it once. So I, I kind of like you to think about cost per wear. Like, depending on how many times you've worn that piece, it kind of goes down in value. It's almost like when you drive a car out of the parking lot or out of where you bought it, it goes down in value, then immediately drive it on the road. It, it, it's just what it is. And so for you to let go of these items that monetarily you think are a value, but really personally, they're not a value to you at all. And I, I'm curious if they're, what do you do with people to help them select, say they've wearing clothes for, that just isn't flat, flattering to them, or they don't feel like comfortable in them or feel like themselves. I'm sure you come across women where it's just, it's not a fit what they've, for some reason, there's a reason they're dressing a certain way, you know, they're just carrying forward. Um, what do you do with people to help them find their style if they don't have a sense of what that is now. I'm curious. Well, first they have to be open to it. Um, right. You know, um, and then we need to take a deeper dive as to why they're wearing clothes that are not fitting them. You know, are they trying to hide their body because they've gained a little bit of weight? Or are they trying to hide their body because their girls might be a little bit larger than their friends, you know, and, and their girls might be a little bit smaller. And dressing different body shapes is... Mm -hmm. It's hard sometimes, you know, it, it truly is. I, for example, I have two daughters. One is 5'4", the other is 5'10". Um, my one that's 5'4 is a, an hourglass. She is literally shaped like an hourglass. And things that she wore when she was in middle school um, looked very different than on her friends who hadn't yet developed. And so teaching her great um, how to choose clothing that work with her body type was really difficult. And then I had another, you know, daughter who was 5'10 and she could like literally put on anything and she looked amazing because her height could carry um, the, the textile. Um, so again, I think it's really about education, understanding what your body type is, number one, and then I can make suggestions as far as fit and design that is going to accentuate your assets. Um, and it's going to make you look better. And when you look better, you feel better. You just can't help it. You just can't. Yeah. So, is, so in this hour, in this half hour, we like to talk about like tips and tricks and hacks and things like that. If you could boil it down to some, I don't know, tips or tricks for people's um, wardrobe or closets or anything, what advice would you give people? The short and sweet of it. All right, so I have four tips and tricks, and it really has nothing to do with sort of your clothing that you wear. It has everything to do with how you show up in the world, like your energy literally enters the room before you do. And so work on your confidence, ladies, because that truly is what people experience and feel. So you could be wearing a paper bag, but if you're confident about wearing that paper bag, you're going to look amazing in it. Um, but uh, you also have to pay attention to your hairstyle, making sure that it's sort of up to date, that it frames your face. Um, a little bit of makeup goes a long way. I'm not saying you have to put on layers every day, but a little bit of lipstick, a little mascara, just you know, maybe some um, foundation that sort of smooths out your face so that it's more even. 
and undergarments, ladies. I cannot talk to you more about getting the right bra. So I know a lot of you um, have, have worked, I'm forgetting, I'm sorry, Carol, with Carol, and you mm -hmm. bought bras from her, which is awesome. But the rule of thumb is that you have to make sure that the girls sit like right at your muscle line. So between your shoulder and your elbow, that's where they should lie. And if they don't, when you put on clothes, that silhouette is going to look very, very different. It, it changes your look completely if your bra is not helping you showcase your shape as best as it can. I know I've definitely noticed that with certain dresses, right? I'll go, well, that oh, this looks great right now, or it can look totally trash, right? If, mm -hmm. if I don't get the undergarments correctly. It is yeah. so true. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting with the confidence, right? Because it is cyclical, right? So if you're feeling good, you can feel with what you're wearing, you can feel more confident, and it also can make you look much, much better if you walk into a space with, with the confidence as well. Yeah. So clothing is a tool. It, it, you, it's the tool like your makeup and like, you know, how you do your hair. It's just another extension of how you communicate to the world around you. And it's up to you what you want to communicate. So I'd like to hear um, what your experience was with writing the chapter for Be the Beacon. What was that like for you to write? It was a little arduous for me. I am not a natural born writer by any stretch of the means. I, you know, um, my dyslexia actually is in my family. So I had to go back through it numerous times to sort of rewrite and reword and making sure that my message came across um, in the words in print. Um, these thoughts had been in my mind for over a year now, and it, you gave me the opportunity, Liz, to take all of those thoughts and put them in a safe place and a safe space in order for them to grow and to gain clarity in the message that I wanted to share um, with the readers. So uh, thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. And I, I love it when I get to publish chapters and work with people that might not, you know, feel like they're, they're writers or that they, they, it feels like a, you know, a little trickier task it might not flow as naturally um, because your story is so important and helpful to people. So thank you for getting over that hurdle and <laughs> pushing through it to get, get the chapter. It's a great, it's a great chapter in there. So thank you for that. Um, I'd love to know what what things are coming up for you if you have different events coming up or anything you want to let us know about that that's in your world or ways that people can work with you any anything to share on that sure um if you want to find me you can go to mc capital m capital c styling.com um that's my wix site and it tells you a little bit more about my background and that's also a way that you can book a session with me um I also, because of your chapter, um, Liz, um, I think I'm going to write a book. Um, women cannot stop sharing their stories with me about their style story or a time they felt the most beautiful in their life. And I, and I had my first focus group last night and I had invited a group of women. I read my chapter to them just to get their reaction. And it's pretty, it's, it's very powerful. Um, and I think there's more to be shared and more to be said about 
that feeling of confidence and how that ties into beauty. And also, if you are a woman of color, please contact me because I need to hear your story. I don't have enough women in my friend group or in my networking group in order um, to, to do the ask. So please, you know, I'm putting that out there. Just let me know because I'm really looking for more information. Of that, um, being able to collect different stories and from a wide variety of people in different backgrounds, I think it's lovely that you're looking at that. Um, this is really great. And I, it it's, can help so much, the stories that we put together. I know in the collaborations, it, it's, um, this is how we grow as, as, you know, women and entrepreneurs and everything. I'm wondering, because I know we have a lot of people from um, professional backgrounds in the Ladies Power Lunch. Many of us run our own businesses. I wonder, like, this is a pop question, surprise question. <laughs> but I'm curious if you have any advice as business owners. Like, is there anything um, that you have to give to people? Is any advice on how to run a successful business? Like, how to find, you know, connect with new clients? Like, anything on that for us? Hmm. Um, I think, you know, the one thing that comes to mind is just be you. You know, don't try to be somebody else. Um, your passion is going to come forward regardless of what venue you happen to be in. And I think that attracts people to you because if you believe your own story, then people are going to be, um, they're going to want to be with you and, 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 you know, take whatever journey that you happen to be on. I love that. It's it's funny when I first started um, the entrepreneurial journey, I, I felt like there was something somebody else I had to be, like mm -hmm. to live up, like to I had to transform into this to be and to connect. And once I realized that I could, oh, if I actually just am myself, <laughs> get out of my own way and just show up and connect with with other people as a human being, that that that's when things can really grow and thrive and feel good as a business owner as well. You don't have to be somebody else. That's really cool. I wanna thank the people that are watching along with us that have joined us. We have Annie Garland, Marianne Pax, Zan, uh, Wendy Ladd. Thank you all for being here with us um, during our, our coffee chat this morning, our coffee break. Um, I don't see any questions or anything that people have, but if anybody pops in any chats in the Facebook group, we're happy to to answer them. Um, anything else that you'd want people to know, Mary? Um, I think just pay attention to your feelings when you're getting dressed um, and making sure that what you're putting on your body is in alignment with who you are and try to stay in your own lane um, and, and focus on yourself. Um, I give the example of like, you know, thinking of Whoopi Goldberg in a Jessica Parker dress. You know, that image is like insane because that would just never ever work. And I know that's, that's, a, that's a pretty powerful image, you know. So think about who you are and what works for you is not necessarily gonna work for another person. Take your inspiration from your own essence. You know, it doesn't have to be from somebody else. And if you need guidance in trying to figure that out, you certainly can contact me. And, and we can find that, you know, part of the closet audit 
once we get finished getting rid of all of those clothes, we're left with some clothes, hopefully. And then from that, we can look at it thematically and see, you know, what are you drawn to? You know, are you more of a creative dresser or more of a classic dresser? Or, you know, are you more like Audrey Hepburn? You know, you like those really simple lines. So, you know, just take a look at your class and even today, just to see, are there colors in there? Like, what are you drawn to? It will tell your story. You just haven't been paying attention to it. Up, uh, somebody has a question. Oh yeah, what's the question? Let's see. Has a question. Oh, whoops. <laughs> do you hear? Do you see the question on there? Oh, I did. Has one. It just says Anne has one, but oh. I don't know what Anne is asking. What's the, what's the one, one hot item for this season? Is that it? One hot item. My gosh. Um, there's lots of trends going on this season. You're going to see lots of pinks. Pink is a huge color this season. Um, you see all over the place. Uh, animal print is always in. Um, you'll see it on belts. You'll see it on shoes. You'll see it on jackets. So that's something that's hot. Um, I'm, and you, whatever was hot for trends and the season may not be hot for you. So I'm just going to sort of caution you. I mean, you can have a, a nod to the trend, but kind of like still make it your own. Um, I'm a big sweater jeans kind of gal. So that's what you're going to see mostly in my, in my closet. And I might add a pop of color from the trend. Like I'll do a, a pink, you know, tank or something. Hopefully that helped Annie. Sorry. Yeah. I went, I went to Target the other day and it's like all these bizarre peasant dresses or crop tops. And I'm like, these are not for me. <laughs> so, right, right. But it's fun to look at what trends are and sometimes they could work with us and sometimes not so much. Um, but thank you so much, Mary. It's been such a joy to talk with you. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. Dr. Davia, thank you so much for inviting me on to, to host today's. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Liz and Dr. Davia. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.